0: And I mouse keep running, running, and running, running,
1: and running, running, and running, and,
0: And I mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, and, Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast Episode 158. I'll be joined by Brandon a little later, a little more later than we originally planned because me and Brandon ended up doing one of the reviews that did not quite record. And I kind of had an idea that it didn't, but we kind of moved on and hoped for the best. And the best didn't come about uh, because I only got half of his... Part of the recording, so I'm going to end up And that was doing Amazing Spider-Man Number 31 that I'm going to have to Redo here But before we get to that Let me tell you where you can find us all around We're on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we'll follow you back Uh, That is a courtesy Uh, And I like to talk to people So that allows us all to talk You can private message me Don't they call that DMs down at the rec center? Them young kids, yeah, that's what I think They call it that means direct message, people. Uh, I'll tell you, right now, I just ended up taking another dose of NyQuil after the two that I took a little bit ago, and I'm flying high. I'm feeling great. Hopefully, I don't cough it up while we're going here. Because I haven't been feeling well But you can also go And we have a website WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com Where you can go and check out Some retro reviews while there's no new comics And also recaps and reviews Of full series and writer spotlights As well But you can go over to see those We also have a YouTube channel Weird Science Comics I haven't done a lot this week I wanted to do a lot more I've been doing a lot of podcasts And where would I be doing those for? That would be our Patreon, which is the next deal. That's a segue, people. And it is patreon.com slash weird science, where you can go over and get pretty much over 30 other episodes of podcasts, Marvel, DC Comics, some independent sums occasionally, and also some non-comic stuff. But that is each and every month, each and every day. We have something there uh, you could go over to our Patreon, join up, get a bunch of shows Instead of just us saying, hey, please support us in these things Keep the lights on nah, I don't like it, I have the lights off right now Sitting in my room in the dark, Like I like it No mirrors and in the dark That's how I play it uh, But yeah, that's all those things and And we end up Doing a bunch of shows uh, just because I'm going to be doing the Spider-Man over again. Just some Spider-Man things that we did. We ended up doing an old Spider-Man issue on last week's uh, Marvel Spotlight. I'm almost at the end. I think I'll end this month. The original Clone Saga uh, where Gwen Stacy came back as a clone after her death. Uh, This coming up week for the Spotlight uh, with the votes because we have a poll each week. For what we talk about on the spotlight It looks like Gwen Stacy's death Is actually going to be The spotlight this week Again, we don't have any new comics We're doing some retro stuff Some classics Which is what we're going to be doing As we go forward on this podcast And yes, that is another segue there Because I'm going to start off By talking the second time Of Amazing Spider-Man Number 31 An issue that came out in 1965 Written by Stan Lee. Pencils and inks by Steve Ditko. Letters by Sam Rosen. Edited by Stan Lee as well. Uh, I I heard that he didn't get along with his editor, right? Ah, that's a joke. And this is the If This Be My Destiny issue slash arc. It's going to be three issues that we go through. And pretty much it is Peter coming into a new phase of life. And it even says... On the cover, too, dedicated to you, the great new Marvel breed of reader. And it says in there that, hey, listen, everybody, Peter is off to change his life. Things are going to be different because he is going off to college. He's going to Empire State where he will eventually meet Harry Osborn, Gwen Stacy. Unfortunately, Flash Thompson meets them before that. And kind of skews the narrative against Pete for a bit, but it does say a new era in the life of Super Spider-Man is about to begin, and you shall live it with him, shall we? Yes, we shall. And you go off, though, before he does go off to university, as they say in Europe, uh, he ends up swinging around town, checking out things, as he always does, and ends up seeing that a helicopter full of thugs has just Pretty much robbed a nuclear plant and grabbed their, quote, nuclear atomic radioactive devices and grabbed them and put them in a helicopter and they took off. Well, Spider-Man is not going to go for that. He ends up going in and bashing in the door of the helicopter as it's flying and starts to fight with the guys inside. Now we find out that these guys are the thugs for the master planner, a villain who... I don't know if you're going to get this, is a master planner. He is. It'd be great if he was like a wedding planner, and that's all he was, but he's a master at it. So he knows what color napkins to go with the cake, right? That's what he does. Well, this master planner knows how to plan things that will be able to defeat Spider-Man. Now, these thugs, though, they should be called one trick ponies because they end up gassing peter with some uh a gas gun it's you know some sleeping gas so spider-man gets a sleeping gas and they're like hey and they yell it out hey get him with the sleeping gas he he's gonna have to breathe like everyone else which then just alerts peter to, to hold his breath which he does and then he starts talking trash in his mind Oh, these guys don't think I can hold my breath. I mean, they don't realize that I'm breath-holding champ uh, uh, when I was in sixth grade, right? Well, he says, I I can really, really hold my breath a long time. Unfortunately, the fight ends going a long time, and he does end up breathing in some of this. Gets him a little dizzy, but he is fighting them in this helicopter. And the helicopter, they're not big. I mean, helicopters aren't huge. This is one of those, like, big cargo military helicopters but still the master planner gets a hold of these other thugs there that aren't necessarily fighting spider-man at the point and says okay dump all the cargo dump the radioactive you know nuclear device dump it in the 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 bay they're over water dump it in the bay and the what hey bosses dump it and it's like whoa man that's crazy but this is where you see He's the master planner because they dump it. I don't know how Spider-Man doesn't see it, but when they end up dumping this cargo, you end up having these guys pretty much, you know, with scuba gear. They come out of a hidden base, the hidden base of the master planner, and they swim. They grab, you know, the cargo that was done and they take it away. Now, in the meantime, too, Spider-Man ends up, he's starting to get like, oh, man, I can't hold my breath this long. I shouldn't have bragged as much as I did. At one point, he's even saying to himself, man, I really have a lot of, you know, trash talk, but I can't do it because I'll end up breathing in the gas. But they end up where this helicopter is going down into the bay as well. Spider-Man gets knocked out. He grabs onto the helicopter, but it's coming down on him into the water. He kind of swings around to avoid it. But he then says to himself, man, I can't let these guys drown. I mean, they are jerks, but they shouldn't die. So he goes down and nothing's there. There's just the helicopter, no people, and the devices are gone because these guys came with their scuba gear and grabbed them. Uh, And even at the point when Spider-Man has to go down Because he's waiting for people to surface And he's like oh man I think they're dead But he goes down and he's like man I might be groggy Uh, You know I don't know what's going on But everybody's disappeared Well that was the master plan that, That the planner he planned it right So all that's going on We don't know what he's exactly doing But through this he is collecting radioactive And atomic equipment And things to do research underwater Well we go to Peter normal peter there it's the next day he's getting up he's off to college his first day of college the day he's been waiting for the day that he thinks that just like me every school year i thought okay old jimmy boy it's, it's your time to shine everybody's gonna they're gonna be amazed and again it's not that i only moved once so that was the time when i moved between third and fourth grade then i was the mystery man. Uh, When I showed up in fourth grade and I actually ended up showing up uh, like two weeks in the foot. And oh, my, I was a hit. I everybody wanted to know what I was about. After that, everybody forgot about me. But each first day I'd get my new clothes. I'd go out clothes shopping, uh, you know, and just like Will Smith. And parents just don't understand. I did go at the gallery mall. So I go because I'm in the Philadelphia area. I would go and get my threads and I'd show up. Hey, I'm going to be the great guy. Now everybody's going to say, man, what happened to him? How'd he get so cool over the summer? That never happened. What happens to Peter here is what usually happened because I was too shy. I didn't talk to anybody and everybody thought I was a jerk. So Peter goes, he says bye to Aunt May. She's like, oh my, he, he seems so happy to go off to school. I, I hate to tell him that I feel like I'm dying, so I won't. But boy, I, I've i been feeling ill for a while. And that really is what hits in this issue. Uh, one of the things that hits. Uh, Peter goes off and he's, he's pretty much you know, busy the whole day. You have the orientation going on. You have a lot of teachers talking about their classes. Yeah, he has to go get books. He's registering for other classes. He is pooped. So he comes home and he's just like, oh, it's the longest day ever. I'm so tired. She's like, oh, well, you know, that'll be good. We'll get up early tomorrow. I'll make you breakfast. Oh, and she ends up passing out. Peter grabs her, calls the doctor, and the doctor's like, she is old as dirt. I mean, you look at her. She looks like she's like 700. They have to take her to the hospital. I mean, you're that old. You better go. So they take her to the hospital, and they're going to do tests. They don't know what's wrong with her. They keep trying to get tests. Nothing is coming back conclusive, so they're trying to figure it out. And that's where Peter just feels like a jerk. And this happens so much during any run of Spider-Man, where – Peter is just embroiled in everything that he's doing. He's Spider-Man. He's working at the lab. He's a student. Whatever it might be at that point, he'll always forget how great Aunt May is until something happens with her. Uh, Recently, me and Brandon last week, actually, we did the issue where Peter was fighting the rhino and he was there. So, you know, caught up in his thing that he didn't realize that he wasn't getting Aunt May's prescriptions that she couldn't afford. So it's the same thing where he's like, oh, man, I really have to get on the ball. Aunt May, she's in the hospital. They don't know. Well, he's got to start school and he is distracted the whole time he is doing any sort of stuff. He's just thinking about Aunt May. I got to get this day done. I got to go see Aunt May. Well, in the meantime, Flash has shown up big man on campus flash everybody knows about his football career he has shown up and he's talking to harry and gwen they're introducing themselves there is Gwen. i love to where harry's like oh man flash i've heard all about you i'm the harry osborne and this little lady that's the ex-beauty queen of standard high as if you couldn't tell and i just like that it seems like shade it seems like yeah you know uh i'm harry osborne and right here Yesterday's news, Gwen Stacy, I'd like you to meet her. And he's like, oh, yeah, you have really liked my football. Career. That's all Flash cares about is that everybody likes him. Like, oh, man. And you have Gwen. Oh, are you gonna, you're going to play football here at Empire State? It's like, if you're watching me there, hot stuff, I guess so. Well, Peter goes to, uh, you know, Peter shows up. And so everybody knows about Flash because he's the big football star. Well, they also know about Peter because, you know, at most colleges, everybody is in tune with the science scholarships, right? So it's like, hey, man, isn't that Peter Parker, the guy who got the scholarship for science? Oh, man, I wish I was him. This is like the geek's dream back then that this would be. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Don't don't worry about old Peter Parker. Poindexter over there. That guy is great at chess. You know, this is the, things that are never heard on the campus for $500 right there. So Peter is walking through there and Flash, <laughs> it is Peter's fault here, but it makes me laugh because there, there's Flash who hates Peter and he, he can't stand him. But uh, hey, isn't that, you know, that Peter Parker guy? Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, Parker, what's going on? And Peter just walks by because he's thinking of Aunt May. He's distracted and now it makes it, it makes flash look like a jerk like a real real jerk because they're like oh man he's some friend of yours huh and he's like oh god and that's the thing you can have a debate here who's worse flash thompson or harry osborn cuz harry takes full out into the deal of just Trying to make Peter's life a living hell And it's funny, he's like, hey Parker, come here I want to talk to you That's what Flash says And Peter just walks by, he looks sad And then Gwen, he doesn't seem to hear you Oh, the the crap that starts And then Flash is like, wait a minute He better not ignore me or us And you have Peter He's just, he's thinking of Aunt May And this continues Where they're in class, people are like Hey Pete, how's it going? I saw him at registration A real nice guy Hey, how you doing, Parker? Peter just walks by. Man, I was real off on that guy. He's a real jerk. He brushed me off. And then you just have Harry. Yeah, he's a real jerk. He did the same thing to Flash Thompson. So everybody wants to knock old Peter Parker down a peg. Because you know, he's got a swollen head from that science scholarship. Uh, So they end up, while Peter is distracted, they end up, he's doing a little... uh, you know, a little bit of a chemistry deal, and the, the best is to a, a two things I want to point out here. It's the it's it's the second day of full out deal, but pretty much the first day of classes. It seemed like the first day was orientation. The next day, Peter shows up, and immediately he's like, "Man, I got to get to what is he studying? They 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 haven't even done anything." Then they're there. Everybody else is sitting around talking and talking trash. There's Peter just mixing chemicals. What is he doing? He's just mixing them up and you end up Harry come over and like, hey, Gwen, you go distract Peter and I'm going to do the switcheroo with these chemicals. So we'll see. It'll be great. Gwen goes over and he's like, can I borrow your pen there, Peter? And he's like, yeah, whatever. You need to take your pen. He doesn't even pay attention. And she is so angry. She's like, oh, my God, no man has ever not looked at me. How dare he? She is so so mad that that he isn't paying attention. That she ends up ah, and, and there's the distraction. There didn't even need to be a, a distraction. They ended up switching these chemicals, and there's a big explosion. And Professor Connors comes over and's like, "What the heck are you doing over here? It's the first day of school. What are you mixing?" That's what he should have said. He just says, "You know, you, you gotta you gotta follow the rules here." And that's where you end up having Harry, Flash, Gwen. Actually, Gwen's not laughing. Everybody else is laughing. I mean, the whole class thinks this is a hoot. And you end up where Gwen's like, I never wanted to get him in trouble. We went over the board. We went too far. Uh, and I still think that he seems like a nice guy. And then Harry's like, oh, you might be right. Let's invite him for Coke after class. And I, I hope that that is the beverage, right? Yeah, it is. But he went, be fun. Hey. Maybe we can get him to do some coke with us. That's not going to calm him down. That's going to get him even more wired up. Oh, well. But yeah, Peter doesn't listen because he just ends up. He's still thinking. He thinks that the whole thing where the chemicals exploded was he's distracted by Aunt May. He's not thinking of anything. People are inviting Peter to everything. Hey, the sock hop's coming up. No time for that, pal. He just runs by. Everybody thinks he's a jerk and uh, pretty much flashes there, too. You know be there when anybody does You know think that he's there for the Exclamation point he is a jerk Uh, He goes up Peter goes up To see Aunt May And they're just they still are Doing tests they can't figure out anything And the, the Visiting hours are pretty quick so he has To go this is why he ends up Trying to get there earlier things like that But he goes home then and finds A bunch of bills and again Aunt May not great with paying bills throughout any time of Spider-Man. I mean, is there any time that she's actually caught up on the bills? I mean, did, did you think that maybe, you know, Uncle Ben, he, he could have given her some of that rice money, the, you know, the, the whole rice deal. Uh, but she has no money to pay the bills. He doesn't have any bread either. So he's got to go off and the only way he can make money. Is by taking pictures of you know villains and spider-man fighting him so he goes out and about problem is all night he goes out there there ain't nothing going on there's no villains so what he just ends up doing is losing sleep really he hasn't studied and he lost sleep so he's tired which adds to him going back to school then and being even more now he's not paying attention and he's tired. That's probably when Harry's like, I I told you the guy needed Coke. I told you nobody would listen. Uh, Yeah, that's not the only person having problems, though, because Peter's having a lot. Aunt May is having a lot. But J. Jonah Jameson, there's no news. He's pissed. I mean, they don't have any news to report. Nothing is going on. And so he yells at his man, Foswell, one of his top reporters. Uh, And I like Foswell. He cracks me up. Uh, And uh, Foswell. Get me a story. What am I paying you for? he's like, I can't make the news, boss. You know, I I only report it. All right, I can dig something up. So he's like, must be a time for my old, you know, alter ego patches. So he puts on an eye patch. That's it, though. He he doesn't even change his clothes. He just puts on an eye patch and heads to a seedy bar. And and in the seedy bar, it's the best where... He overhears a conversation thinking okay I think this might end up being a robbery and basically all the conversation is there's a sea captain who and they say loose lips sink ships this guy's ships are probably all sinking everywhere he goes because this captain comes into the bar and basically hey uh yeah I'll have a beer and yeah, whatever you know hey thanks hey hey sea captain what are you up to me Oh, I'm loading cargo of nuclear devices at Pier 6 tonight. What's it to you, mate? This guy just says that and he's like, nothing, sailor. I was just curious. Like, why are you in this bar, and why are you telling everybody about this? Because this guy, who the sea captain is telling it to, is a guy who's involved in the master planner. They need the nuclear devices. The guy picked the right bar to go and talk to the right sea captain. Uh, because he definitely has those and but in the back where you see Foswell in his patches persona hears this and realizes, OK, there's going to be a robbery going down. Nobody ever asked to see Captain what their cargo is. And now that he's told him, I know he's going to steal it. So I better do something. But I can't call the cops because and it's funny, too, because Foswell is like, all right. I think this, but I don't have any sort of evidence to to point. All I have is the exercise that I'm doing, jumping to these conclusions. But you know who likes that? Old Spider-Man. I'm going to get a hold of Spider-Man and tell him about it so he can check it out. Because I think there's going to be a thievery in Pier 6 tonight. Clean up in Pier 6. And so he does go off to talk to Spider-Man about that. But you end up then... With the whole Peter, you get Peter who is still going to be, you know, involved in, you know, I got to get back to Aunt May things. Well, you end up seeing that through this issue. Now, Gwen has really ended up like dolling herself up, it seems, so that she can then go and get the attention of Peter. Again, doesn't happen. He ends up just walking right back. And it's so funny where she is trying to get a hold of him. She's like, hello there, Peter. I'm glad I bumped into you. Do you have a minute? And Peter says, I'm awfully sorry. You'll have to excuse me. I'm in a real big hurry. Can't stop now. And runs off. It's class is over. He has to go. And he wants to get to the hospital so he can spend more time with that may get there a little earlier. Uh, And her deal is. Were they going to have her be just a super villainous? Because she's like, why? The unmitigated nerve of him. Nobody gives Gwen Stacy the brush off that way. You, young man, are going to regret that. I promise. It's funny, too. Having a young girl who's just going to college (laughs) say, you, young man. Uh, But he goes off. And he does go off and talk to Aunt May. Trying to make herself, and says, "Man, she she seems like she's a little bit on the up and up." And but they they still are waiting for these tests. And he just leaves. Then he's like, "Okay, well, Aunt May's fine. She's going to sleep. I'm going to go. I'm going to go swing around." Ends up meeting up with Boswell in his patches persona, where you even have that he ends up like shining a light that is like it becomes like the thing where Spider Man goes down there uh, to check it out. Uh, And he says, Pier 6, there seems to be, uh, you know, some sort of thievery that's going to go on. And that's where Peter goes off, Spider-Man goes off. And indeed, you know, you have those same people, the same thugs from the master planner at the beginning of the issue. And this is where I said they are one trick ponies. They end up just trying to knock Spider-Man out with the sleeping gas again. Peter's a little too smart to be fooled twice like that. He ends up having a breather. On So that he can just go and fight through the gas So they have to do other things They end up trying to get a netting on him And that's not going to work When me and Brandon first did it Brandon said, how are you going to use netting against Spider-Man? That's ridiculous It doesn't work He ends up escaping Uh, And yeah, they, they end up And what ends up happening then Again, the, the master planner's got all these plans going on, but Foswell ends up going to the police then to get them to show up so that Spider-Man can kind of go, okay, I knock these guys out. You take care of them. I'm going to go off. Uh, and he does go off, and you see that he had that breather, things like that. But the big thing is we see that the master planner has collected enough items by now. He's going to do some of these experiments on radiation, atomic radiation, and he's going to rule the world, he says, from down below on the ocean floor in his undersea lair. And then you see that the doctors, the tests have come back from Aunt May, and it looks like she's going to die, and she's going to die soon. And it's like one of those, I love it. It's like the one doctor's like, oh, man, the tests are back. And now we've seen this test takes, you know, It's taken at least three, four days. Uh, Tests say that she's going to die pretty quick, like a day. I think we should run the test again. I'm like, you can't run the test. (laughs) She'll she'll be dead. You don't have that much time. But hey, I think that we should, uh, you know, run the test before we say anything. I'm like, you really want to extend this, don't you? You could have. I guess that Stan Lee's like, well, they're not going to believe me if I say the tests still haven't come back because I want to make the doctors look competent. But when they come back, I still need to delay it. So we're going to run the test again just to make sure because, you know, they're nice guys and they don't want false positives. So that ends it. it it's it's a goofy issue. It's an issue that is part of this arc. That's a, it's a big Spider-Man arc. It really is. Uh, with that, you you have to set things up. And pretty much what you're setting up besides Aunt May being sick is Peter is already running ragged. He's Spider-Man. He's student and he's concerned nephew. You have all of these rolled up into one, where you're getting that Spider-Man that really is being, you know, grabbed from every which way. And and remember, when you read this, this to us very, you know, commonplace. This is Spider-Man all the time, and it is all the time even then. But this is, you know, the thirty-first issue. You're going into this with the idea of he's starting out this new. Stretch of his life and yet he's Being pulled from all directions and You know the luck of Peter Parker Of having all the things go wrong And I, I'm not even talking about The idea that everybody on campus Hates his guts and and he's so Oblivious because he's so worried About Aunt May Aunt May, so how's school Oh it's great the, the guys and gals Love me Aunt May I hear them all the Time they're always yeah They all hate him and Flash is there to pretty much Drum up the nonsense but That is that I I ended up, I think I gave it a 6.5 I think Brandon gave it a 6 I think I was around a a little bit better, 6.5 I I do know that it gets better This sets up a lot of the stuff Um, And I I do like the idea that it is the master planner You know, you're not going to get a huge villain here right away Because of the idea that you want to see All these other things that are affecting Peter as well So you don't want the focus completely off of him and his plights that he's going through. So I did like it. Now, I will tell you that this is the third episode in a row, number one. We ended up having a a Sunday, then a Monday spotlight, now a Tuesday. I think we're going to have another one coming up uh, before the end of the week because of the timing, and we like to keep the whole you know, episodes within that hour reach, especially now with some older things. So I end up where... We are going to be talking about Daredevil. We will eventually be talking about Daredevil born again. It was something that I was planning on doing right after this. But because of the timing, I'll end up having that as a spotlight, the first issue of that. And if you've never read that, it is when Kingpin finds out that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. And it is awesome. It's an awesome issue. So I'll save that for a bit of a later on in the week sort of spotlight. We'll just... Put out episodes each day What the heck we're all stuck in this quarantine Why not And just throw it out there I, I said at one point With the podcast that one of the things When me and Eric did the DC Comics podcast if you have listened to that And if you're a long time listener you'll know We had 13 hour episodes And we never have missed a week Yet since we started So we ended up at points Having 13 hour episode then The next week at 10 and we were Told all the time That's not how you do things, and I don't know, maybe we'll, we're not going to have a 13-hour thing, I'm not saying that, I'm saying just throwing out, maybe we'll have like seven episodes one week or something, just that, you know, what a hoot, let's just do it, what the heck, but thanks everybody for listening to me, and I'm I'm acting like this is the end, it is not, we're going to go off now to hear me and Brandon talk about Uh, Jim Steranko's Captain America, and then Chris Claremont's uh, Wolverine, the four-issue mini. We're going to start with that, but we'll go off to that right now. And the next book is Captain America, number 110 from 1969. Dude. And it is a, an issue that's called No Longer Alone, written by Jim Steranko, inks by Jim Steranko, colors by Jim Steranko, and letters by Joe Sinat. And I, I noticed uh, one thing. When you go back and look at the older issues, they actually give a lot more uh, credit to the letter than they ever do. A lot of times the letter is on the cover listed, but the colorist is not. It's it's very odd. And <laughs> things have changed. Yeah, they have that. Yeah, uh, and yeah, this is Jim Steranko on Captain America. It's a, it's an issue and an arc I picked just because I looked at some lists. And I actually like Jim Steranko a lot. I like his S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff back in the day, his art style. I, and he only does it really one time in this issue. And I, I'd like... I'm not a guy who knows a lot about art. I'm not an artiste myself, but I like when they do clever things and Jim Steranko does do it. He does it, I think t- once or twice in this issue, but one of them is, is when cap turns the corner and the narration is written like on the brick of the wall. Uh, yeah, and the like one that part that. that's like the only time in this issue that he does it. A lot of times his stuff has that all over the place. Uh, but I do like his art a lot. I think his art is really good. And yeah, this is actually, if you look this up, a lot of people claim this is the Madam Hydra arc. Like, oh, that's the arc when Madam Hydra came about. Uh, but it's also an arc with. Rick Jones becoming Bucky, becoming Kev's partner again. So you have that. And it's kind of a funny progression in my mind in this issue. When he does end up, it's pretty much like a fashion show. Oh, look at me, right. Cap. I'm Bucky. Hey, just
1: go digging around home. in someone else's closet. Yeah, weird. he just puts
0: it. I'm telling you, it reminds me I end up coming over. I'm in Buffalo. I wake up. I put your pants and shirt on. Next thing I'm here, I'm your wife's husband. <laughs> <laughs> what it ends up It's like, wait a minute, what are you wearing? That's Bucky's old outfit. Yeah, yeah, I'm the new Bucky. All right, whatever, let's go. Because it does start off with a very quick deal where Cap's kind of, he's sad and he's like, and it, yeah. it threw
1: me off a little. I didn't know if it was Cap at first, to be honest with you. Maybe his look is not he's so He's lighting
0: up a cigarette, but he's yeah. lighting up a pipe. And why is it that in this time, like me looking at it, I'm like, man, Cap's smoking? And I'm all upset about it, but then when I see it's a pipe, I'm fine. I don't know why I'm fine
1: with the pipe. <laughs> well, it does smell better. I mean, have you ever smelled?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's still him. I guess it's like nobody really, you know, smokes a pipe, anymore yes, so no. like, And it's funny, too, My because- My dad
1: of, used to when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, I, I had an uncle that did, but he was a lot older. Uh, if you end up going back and reading a lot of the first uh, Batman, especially, you know, when Robin, when Dick Grayson came about- uh, Bruce would smoke a pipe every issue. He'd light up that pipe and go. And it is kind of... Well, they
1: thought it was healthy for you back then. What did they yeah, do? Yeah,
0: really. Yeah, they exercise and smoking a pipe. Uh, so you're there. And I actually did. I thought it was somebody who was like, you know, going up and looking at this thing because it's a big benefit poster. You know, hey, here's Captain America in person for a benefit performance, which... I guess he goes and throws his shield around. I guess that's <laughs> what the performance would be. What else is Cap going to do? And I thought it was going to be like you said. I thought it was going to be one of those where it's some other guy like like spitting on the post. poster. The hell with that, Captain America? Uh, but it's just Cap, and he's kind of sad, thinking about the good old days and how many people died and, and all that. And And pretty much this does go in with bucky too you know missing bucky and it does come full force when you end up having rick jones show up and me and you we like rick jones and he he's not full out rick jones in this uh i like the rick jones almost like when we were talking about uh having the trash talk and not even the jive talking rick jones is what i like uh and he's kind of here but you end up Where Cap's there and he hears a rumbling and then all of a sudden you're going to get half of an issue of a Cap-Hulk fight. But it's more Cap trying not to fight the Hulk while he's also warning the military that have shown up not to attack the Hulk because the Hulk doesn't know what he's doing and and he's a nice guy. Yeah, they don't. They they just start shooting him. And of course they end up having, you know, extra special big, you know, laser gun thing that they're going to shoot him with. But while that's going on, that's where Rick Jones shows up just out of nowhere. Rick's like, hey, Cap, it's me, Rick Jones. What's going on? And Kev's like, oh, that's the only friend that the Hulk ever had. Maybe he'll be able to convince the Hulk to stand down because the Hulk, it's the classic Hulk where he's running from these, you know, the military. And just as Cap is about to calm him down, he gets shot by the military. Now he's mad again. Then Cap ends (laughs) up accidentally hitting him. And then the building falls down. All these things going on. So he does want Rick to kind of, hey, you know, maybe when he sees Rick. And it does look like it's going to work. You know, Rick goes over. Hey, hey, big guy, it's me. You know, nothing's going to hurt you. And they say they meet eyes. There's a flicker of uh, recognition. And then Hulk just picks up Rick and
1: starts, you know. Slams them around. He like treats him like Loki from the first Avengers movie. Almost, yeah, a little that's bit. what he is. He's
0: <laughs> like a sack of potatoes here. He ends up almost being like luggage because then you end up having Cap just or the Hulk just yelling you. Know, no one, yeah, he's yelling, and, and as this is going on again, Cap is trying to you know stop him, but now he's got to save Rick. Hulk destroys
1: this big gun. Rick Jones is just in the middle of everyone's business all the time. He he starts by isn't it, that's who Hulk saved in the beginning to to become Hulk. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, uh then he gets he, with Marvel. Link with yeah, Captain Marvel. Here he's Captain America's uh, you know sidekick for five minutes and
0: getting attacked again then by he is he actually is in the center of all of the action and you you could just imagine it's that like
1: six degrees of rick jones like the six degrees of separation for Kevin it is, Bacon. i swear
0: <laughs> they probably sit there in, in avengers mansion like uh is rick jones just you know unlucky or is he causing this crap because jesus christ he ends up right in the middle of everything because
1: yeah. yeah he's there you want to talk uh, about hydro we might have rick jones the biggest yeah, spy really. of all i love i love rick jones
0: i, I really like when he was with Captain Marvel and he's in the negative zone, he gets right. all pissed off. He's yeah, so downplayed when
1: he, nowadays compared to any old book. He's like front and center.
0: I'm telling you that with, with them starting Empire and that referencing the, the Kree-Skrull War and all that stuff, that's big Rick Jones stuff. At points, he's the one who was the major player yeah. uh, in that. Uh, I just I love when he would talk trash from the negative zone on Captain Marvel. That's the best (laughs) way he's yelling at him from the negative zone because that's what you do. And pretty much that's my room, the negative zone. I talk a lot of crap from there, too. (laughs) So you, you end up them fighting. But this is the thing throughout the rest of this issue, even here with the Hulk. But when we continue on, the big thing is that Cap does not want anybody else to die on on his watch, especially a young guy like Rick Jones, he does end up being able to take care of the Hulk and the Hulk just leaps away. Uh, And I, I really do like the art Uh, when that happens. This
1: is probably out of the three we're covering. This is the best art. Yeah. It
0: it looks great. Uh, He, and you end up having even the whole, you know, the military, he's leaping away. They got to go, the buildings coming down, everything's going down. And that's the thing that kind of throws cap off is when you end up having Hulk leaping away and things like that he really could have killed Rick because he's not paying attention. He's all, you know, berserker and he's not thinking about what's going on. Now, the funny thing about this is that that whole... That whole fight is retold later in Savage Hulk number one, uh, way, way down the line by Peter David. So that's just a little aside there. Um, But yeah, they take Rick or Cap takes Rick back to Avengers Mansion and he is not feeling so well. He looks like he's in a coma at this point. And even so you have Cap like carrying Rick away. Rick is a torn shirt. Just looks like, it, you know, that he's just dead. And Cap, well, I got to take him back to headquarters. Let's go. And they they put him down. And then that's where Cap just sits there thinking about, you know, he, he'll be better, you know. And, and, you know, I wish I wish that all the ills like my PTSD could be cured. It seems like that's what he's getting with. You know, I, I have the, you know, the pains of war and, and of losing friends that I can't really get uh, away from. And then he hears footsteps behind him. And Rick has gotten up. He's cured and put on Bucky's costume. He just yeah. went in the closet and put on Bucky's costume. The costume has healing powers. Yeah, and he yells. And that that's what, uh, this is where you're going to get a little of the jive talking Rick Jones that I like, where he's like, hey, don't get up tight, Cap. I found these threads in the closet and thought, hey, I'll try them on. And Bucky's costume. He yells, nobody can wear that. I'm not going to watch another partner die. And I wanted Rick to go, whoa, 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 buddy. I just put on a costume. I just <laughs> needed clothes. My shirt was ripped. I but you end up having him say, I'm not gonna watch another partner die. Rick just counters with, get off your soapbox, mister. Rick Jones just ain't buying. All right, okay. <laughs> he's in now. He just says, you know, I if I'm not good enough to fill Bucky's boots, say so, but spare me the Hamlet bit, because Cap's all emotional. And you end up where he's like all right you 're right. I should learn I should live i 'm like, how did this progress i It went from him almost getting killed by the hulk he 's in a coma. he wakes up, just happens to put on bucky 's outfit and boom he 's back as a partner of cap, and they 're going to go up because they get you know the whole uh, trouble alert goes off the whole deal is uh alerting the avengers that there 's troubles, and you get a extended little bit of cap like okay that 's two beeps and a slash. <laughs> and a whistle and a dog bark. That means we must go in the sewers because Hydra is attacking. Uh, he does. He's like, wait, listen to the beeps. Their frequency. It indicates a target area. Okay. All right. Ready, lad? Let's go. And they go down in the sewers. And I don't know what is going on with the Avengers. They should keep track of what's going on right below the mansion and the yep, sewers. Because it definitely. seems as if they go down the stairs. a little bit. Yeah, they go down like a one one hallway and a stairway and they are in the middle of a Hydra headquarters. I mean, yep. this is, seems to be right on. Right and, under and in fact, feet. it looks like where they came from, you can see where Hydra's even coming. I'm like, what's going on? I mean, somebody's asleep at the wheel here. They they better get somebody uh, guarding some places. It's probably and they, a subway they stop
1: that comes through here, to be Townia. honest with it's you, with crazy. the infrastructure they and got down so here. And there's so
0: many people <laughs> in there, and they're all attacking. And Cap, this is where he gets distracted. He he ends up fighting, but he thinks that Rick rick is gonna have some problems and it's funny because rick does end up doing okay he even says hey because cap's like oh he hasn't had training oh crap i'm like you should have thought of that before you just said okay you can be my new bucky because you put on the outfit you need a little more skill set than that that he should have went through something more but oh he hasn't uh, been able to train yet and that's where rick judo flip he ends up tossing some of them and it kind of impresses cap but the problem is is that cap now is at one point is going to go in full stealth mode to try to trick hydra rick jones he, he ain't good with those tricks he just got oh man hey <laughs> he's just yells <laughs> stuff but yeah he's trying to get away and you end up having cap throw his shield to him to help out things like that all and he basically do end does up- is
1: just send uh, just run this way take a couple of them with you you know yeah. that's yeah and, and rick runs about. away
0: and then you see cap gets captured he gets he gets you know zapped and gets captured by who is Madame Hydra now, and she is introduced she 's like, "Hey, look at me i 'm Madame hydra let 's destroy this cap, and you end up having this guy with this big power vest, and he ends up attacking cap, and this is where cap's tired he 's fighting this guy in this vest." And it is making this guy superpowered. All it is is to be able to have them go toe to toe. I mean, any other one guy would not be able to hold him, but they end up attacking each other. And the guy in the power vest ends up breaking through the wall and Cap jumps in to get him. In the meantime, Rick is running away. He's running through the sewers yeah. and Hydra goes to get him and he does one of those hides in, in the roof. There, there is like a, a well, little alcohol. There's
1: another classic trick in this issue later that I love that they end up pulling yeah. up to. And, and
0: so, what ends up where you have you you have Rick dressed as Bucky hiding in in the ceiling. Where you have you have Hydra guys, and I know they're not known to be very smart, but they're walking. They saw him in this. There's no other place that. Why wouldn't you look up? You, you know, just look up for a second. They're like, oh well. Guess we lost him, but we better find him or it'll be our heads. And they just start walking down. And that's where Rick's like, oh, no, I I better get back to Cap. Well, this is where the, the guy in the power vest has returned. And he's like, yep, took care of that Captain America, jerk. He's dead. Can I have a shield? Because he has a shield. I'm like, is there anybody who doesn't think this is Cap who's come back with the power vest on? I mean, seriously. He, and he's like, yep, got the shield. They're like, yep, it's yours. You know, now let's get on with the task at hand. And Rick just runs in and basically foils all of this. You would have had <laughs> Cap be able to bring down everyone, including Madame Hydra. but Rick just runs in. With no plan whatsoever. Just run, hey, what's it, What's going on? Oh, damn it. And he, he pulls up the thing. He's like, Rick, don't stay back. And then they realize it's Cap. And then what happens is they end up attacking Cap. And now just because you have to see that he is fully Cap, his outfit that he stole. It melts. For, it, it, it melts. It, it just it, it just goes away. It, off, it, it yeah. melts
1: off him. It's like a tear then, away MBA warm-up oh, suit. It, it,
0: yeah, it is. It's crazy. <laughs> and then you just have Madame Hydra's just yelling out random orders. Flame bazookas, which now all of a sudden they have, and they're attacking. I don't know with how them. those work, flame bazookas. I, I don't per either. Se. Flame it's more yeah, I, I think that a flame bazooka <laughs> that, that's just a flamethrower. It's yeah, a flame that's gun. All it is, that's right? a flamethrower. That, that's that's all it is. It'd be my like you have a basketball and I go you know football basketball no it's just a basketball uh and and so they're they're doing all this and you end up having rick jones get pretty much a noose around his head yeah. a, a rope noose from Madame hydra uh she doesn't have a whip she just has rope throws it at you know at a bucky slash rick jones it goes around his neck and then she just throws him into this giant like you know, I don't know what where is this that?
1: whirlpool has started it's, it's forming. A whirlpool. The it best
0: is. is is that while this is going on, there's no Hydra around at the point where you just have Madame Hydra and Rick until she pushes Rick to go down in this whirlpool. And where the, what happened to these Hydra guys? There's like seven guys. They're they're drowning.
1: They're circling the drain there.
0: Yeah, they're all circling. You end up having cap end up reaching out and saving Rick. And like, hey, while well, you're saving me, she's running away. And he's like, shut up and hang on. And yeah, she she got away. <laughs> that's how she got away. That's the distraction. I, I just love out of nowhere, y- you end up having those guys all in that whirlpool. Now, you see yeah. earlier when Cap does- are
1: trying to grab onto water. I'm like, I'm not sure that's how that works there, guys.
0: <laughs> if you look, Cap does end up hitting like a water main- And I guess maybe they got swept down, but they could have just jumped out of the way or something. I I don't understand because now the whole, I guess that's what caused this whole thing. I actually thought it was like a river, an underground river. Uh, And they're like, hey, you know, and then you end up having, you know, Rick Jones just say, man, I kind of suck. At being Bucky, but at least I'm trying. I'm like, I don't think Cap would agree with that. I mean, you you ended up ruining everything that you got near, like Rick Jones always does. I mean, he really does. But it is fun. Anytime I'm telling you, anytime goofball Rick shows up, there's going to be fun because he's just he's a klutz. He ends up. I I really like when they throw in, and I I could just uh, hope that we get more folk singer. Rick Jones where he's doing his You know his recording and his his Concerts coming up but I think that That is gone by this point but You end up there yeah so You have a new Bucky uh, Rick and you have Madame Hydra she got away and That kind of ends it but I do like the art a lot I, I had fun with this. I'm glad that you know I picked it. It's not the greatest of stories. I mean, half of it is just pretty much a meaningless fight with Hulk, but that's you know there for the wow factor of it and to get Rick Jones in. It's kind of a funny deal where uh, you can only imagine, like what what? Hey, Jim Stranko, how about you have uh, you know Cap fight Hulk? Okay, but I get to use Rick Jones then. Whatever. We <laughs> makes him into a new Bucky, uh, but yeah. So I would give this an eight out of ten. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this
1: it. one a lot. To be honest, uh, yeah. much more yeah, than I thought fun. I would. Uh, and I, I, you know, I had some fun talking about it. The Hydra part was definitely the highlight of it all for me. The yeah, yeah, one time uh, um, they're just morons. Bucky Junior. With Rick Jones was kind of cool in its own way, even though it was a little strange how he, he got there. But uh, yeah, you know, I had fun with this issue. It was, it was kind of a, a nice classic, um, up my alley kind of story.
0: Yeah. It's funny because if you uh, ever watch the Brady Bunch way, way back in the day, they have where uh, Greg becomes Johnny Bravo. And the only thing is it's because he fits the suit. That's all it is. (laughs) If you ended up having Rick uh, not fit in that suit, yeah, it all would have been done. He yeah. never would have been the new Bucky there. Uh, but we'll move on to the next book, which is your pick. I'll give the credits and then you can guide us through. You be the main guide. Uh, it is Wolverine number one from 1982, the four issue mini series. That was written by Chris Claremont, inks by, uh, or pencils by Frank Miller, inks by Joseph Rubenstein, colors by Glenis Ween, and letters by Tom Orzachowski. And it is called I'm a Wolverine. And when we were, I knew you were going to pick a Wolverine, and I didn't know if you were going to go right to, the, the series, series, or if you yeah. pick the mini series, and all I ended up doing was, Are you going to pick? And I ended up sending a random picture. It was this issue, and you're like, yeah. "Eh, screw it. We'll do that. So, yeah, that's where we This is, we're this is
1: the f- kind of the famous Wolverine cover, you know, the three claws up with his finger out, point, shred forward, telling you to come here. Um, but yeah, the, the, if you've ever seen, you know, the X Men movies, the second Wolverine movie is heavily based kind of off this mini series. And it's funny, too, because
0: I, I didn't know that. And so when I was reading this, I'm like, wait a second. Is this like that where they got the Wolverine deal? Yeah. Because, yeah, they're, they're pretty much Yeah, here. it, is. it is.
1: That was actually a, even um, I know a lot of people like Logan, the third one. But that second one, I don't know. I, I really enjoy that one. And some of it's probably because I like this miniseries. But, um, yeah, it starts with the bear scene. So Wolverine's kind of. You know, going through the forest, he he ends up coming into this cave and, and encounters a bear. And he realizes, you know, this this is uh, a bear that's killed all these people. This is why he's out in the forest looking for this thing. Um, and he realizes while he's fighting this giant bear and taking it down that the the bear's been poisoned. So it wasn't a dose of poison enough to to kill it, but enough to basically make it mad and and go on the murderous rampage that it went on. You know, killing kids and everything else. So he takes this bear down and then, you know, sniffs his way back to this bar uh, because this arrow, um, you know, was shot into the bear by this hunter. And he calls the hunter out for doing what he did. And, you know, that leads to a classic Wolverine bar fight. Um, And and then we just – Yeah, I was
0: shocked that it didn't go much into it. No, they they pretty much
1: glance over
0: the bar fight altogether. (laughs) Oh, it's funny because if you ended up thinking of just what you got on the page, you'd be like, man – Wolverine really got his butt kicked because yeah. he ended up getting just a, a glass mug to the face, smashed yeah. into his face, and then he's like, you know, the bear lasted longer, uh, but I, I at least they said, but I let the man live because you're not going to see the fight, No. and I assume that guy is dying.
1: Yes, but he said he's, he let him live, but yeah, missing a finger, I would say maybe, uh, maybe, or, or yeah, maybe more. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, we go on then, and we kind of take a sudden jump. A Wolverine in an airplane, he's going through some. Old male that's been returned to him from his, his old flame, Mariko Yoshida. Um, she's been sent back to Japan. Um, she's set to be wed and, and he kind of wants to put a stop to all of this because he knows it's, it's kind of against her, her wishes. You know, it, it's yeah. more of an arranged marriage situation. It's not necessarily someone she's in love with. So Wolverine, he starts pursuing all those angles. He, he gets his suit, heads off to Japan. Uh, he he doesn't take long to get himself in some hot water as he sneaks into this house. Uh, he ends up quickly seeing uh miracle and she's all beaten up. She's got bruises, black eye. Uh, so, you know, obviously that doesn't yeah, make him happy. She looks Kim terrible. Happy. No. Yeah. She, she's really beat up.
0: She got the cramp kicked out of her because, you know, she wasn't listening mm-hmm. and her husband, It's his right. She even says, I mean, and it is one of those things where you even set it up
1: like Japan, like ancient. And uh, and you, you set it up very well
0: that Wolverine knows, he knows this. He should, because you even set it up by when he goes to his contact to find out where, uh, you know, Mariko is and that she's, you know, married and stuff like that. That guy even says you are as Japanese as any foreigner has ever been. You you know, you know what the, the deal is. Uh, So he knows he can't stop, though, yeah. because there's it's nothing love. He it's, even, it, it's
1: not stopping him from trying. But, yeah, he knows no. really there, there's a thin, thin chance he's going to be able to do anything about this. And if he yeah, does try and, it's and everything, be yeah. And it could be trouble for her
0: as well. When he goes to Asano, Asano uh, Kimura, his connection, even Asano says, you know, you can do what you want, but you know that this is the way it has to be. You're going to cause her problems. And also, if you go off and do something, I'm going to be after you i'm gonna hunt you down yeah. and he's like yeah you try goes off and I, I like it too because he he shows up like you said he got on his you know his suit and he gets off the plane he goes to see Osano, and as he's learning more and more about what happened to america he's now putting on his x-men gear he's putting on his wolverine suit yep. as he goes off because he's like yeah i'm gonna go kick ass and when you do see that she's been beaten up you're like this husband is oh, in he's in big so trouble. Yeah. He is
1: in big, and big he doesn't, trouble. It, it's quick, too, because this. I like the pace of this issue. Uh, when I first yeah. read this miniseries, I was very surprised how quick it moved. You know, just well, and I, I'll tell I never you, really, this really is read where, a lot of old comics when I went back to this, so I'm now. expecting a six-issue pace and – And this this is the same
0: thing that Happens with what's happened with me On the Patreon where I'm doing uh, The my sister's keeper for Catwoman and you end Up having these transitions where You expect nowadays That you'll go and watch Wolverine Go through the streets for three pages Then he'll scope out the House then he'll feed the dog some meat that's (laughs) poison And he'll go there then he'll start thinking Now they they just go boom 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 So it, it is a little jarring at points with older issues because of that, uh, but it plays out so much better because I always say you, you get a lot of story. Even in this issue, there's an extended fight right. because what ends up happening uh, is... With
1: a bear, too, in the beginning yeah, of things. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it still goes and you get a lot of story because at one point Wolverine is going to kill yeah. Mariko's uh, she, husband. She sees
1: He sees her right away. Uh, like uh, The husband comes and interrupts the conversation. Wolverine is... First, having with Miracle when he first sees her, and and he's pissed right off the bat. He's like, Listen, woman, I'm going to start slapping you around again here. Uh, it says oh yeah, it right he's in front the worst. <laughs> yeah,
0: you don't do that. I mean, that was the worst. That, that's the way he comes in, and Wolverine's like, "How dare you know he end up your husband beat you?" And the husband walks in, and is like, hey, "America, who are you talking to? I'm gonna beat your butt." And then he's like, "What?" And he's gonna kill her or yeah. him. He's like, and "You he's like, just like, you signed your death, your death, death <laughs> warrant, bub." And yeah, and she's like, "No, no." And I love it. He just like, boom, just throws him down. The problem is. She is going to get the, the crack oh, yeah. kicked out of her now. Like beating no times way. four now. Yeah, she's oh, not going to be able to God. walk for a week. And, and so he leaves and, is, then he and walks that out was a <laughs> This yeah,
1: is my and favorite part of the issue. Back. He walks right up the door, and it's just 20 ninja stars coming yeah, right yeah, at yeah, him. ninja stars go. <laughs> and,
0: and in the meantime, it is Yukio who ends up doing that, that we meet at the end, that she's the one who threw those and poisoned them because it's it's all set up, and she has her own deal uh, going on near the end. But yeah, it's all that her father, Mariko his father uh he wants to you know kind of deal with them and the the way to deal with them and he's kind of a smart guy and they even say that she, he had been gone he disappeared he just came back and that's what put all of these things in motion, in motion where he came yeah. back he owed a debt Mariko has to get married you know all that honor stuff which she has to do she says to wolverine wolverine he knows this but he's thinking with his heart when he says to Mariko. How could you do this? And she's like, well I got a lot of reasons honor, uh you know, honor and honor, you know, it's all that. It's all for her family, which the father then pretty much spells out, we are clan Yoshida and we've been around as long. And I love the line. He's we, We're a, a a line that goes as far back as the emperor and probably have a more legitimate claim to the throne than him. That's how, you know, long our family has gone. And you're not going to mess it up, yeah. Wolverine. No They'll turn it up now, dude. So then he says, and this is where I thought that this was really well played by Chris Claremont and really cool in this, in the issue, saying that Mariko's father really plays it because they're going to have Kind of an exhibition fight, yep. you know, the whole idea of having a fight where kind of feel he, each other
1: and, out fight.
0: And, and this is the thing, though the father is sitting there, and the biggest problem that he's facing right here, he knows that his daughter loves Wolverine, yeah. So he could kill Wolverine, he could have Wolverine killed, he could, you know, take his head off, the, whatever, but that's not going to change his daughter, then now he's a martyr and the daughter will never forgive him. And will always love Wolverine. So what he has to do do is
1: what he wants at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what he has to do is make Wolverine look like a piece of crap and he figures (laughs) it out by, we're going to fight. We're going to have a ceremonial fight. Me against you. Wolverine, the dad versus Wolverine. We're only going to use wooden swords. So, you know, you get right away. Okay. This isn't going to be a fight to the death. This is just going to be an exhibition. Maybe your honor's at stake, whatever. The problem is, is even Wolverine through the narration, the, the father, he's an expert. He, you know, he is a expert at swords. Wolverine hasn't used a sword in a while, he says, but he's okay. Well, while they're fighting with these wooden swords he is getting Wolverine is getting hit by death blow after death blow yeah. because this guy, he knows like how hitting, to do these. hitting so them
1: in the jugular hitting and all these. Yeah. yeah he's these hitting clusters of nerves. Spots, it's like yeah. one of
0: those, like the dim mock, the death touch. He knows where to hit to paralyze somebody. He knows where to hit, to kill somebody. And he's doing this. And the only thing that's saving Wolverine is the guy has a healing factor and he's tough. And so he realizes he is cheating. He's the Bill Belichick
1: <laughs> of sword fighting here. Yeah. We have,
0: he is he's already landed like ten death blows.
1: Fooling the I, layman, but not Wolverine. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing. He even says that Merrick goes there and she is going to be like, he she thinks that he we're just fighting, you know, and he's just hitting me. And oh, he got a stra No, these are death blows. And so he has to react. and, and not only that. There's the other thing. He did get poisoned by those those stars stars, weak to begin with. Poison is still going in the system. So he's got a lot of crap going on here. And death blow. He's like, he struck a nerve cluster. He is at a pressure point. And he says, This, these are blows that would kill somebody. So he has to react. So he drops the sword and just starts slashing away with and pops the claws. And that's the thing. The minute And that's like the most dishonorable. Yeah. Yeah. He is now. In everybody's mind. Now he's cheated. This was set up so well by the dead that, you know, now I pretty much killed Wolverine in my daughter's eyes. He thinks uh, because he's going and he even he tries to kill Wolverine tries to kill him. Uh, but he, he ends up just, he says, I, I'm still My dizzy from that thing. Yeah. yeah, He would have ended up killing this guy. Uh, but yeah, he ends up going and, and they just continuous. Uh, and the fight just goes on forever. Like we said, it, it does go on forever. Yeah, it, and it's it does kind seem of a
1: quarter of this book, if not half. It is. But the deal
0: is, is the idea of him now looking like a piece of crap. Uh, you know, he does now. And, yeah, and he lost, you know, he, he tried to yeah, cheat and he lost. lost. <laughs> yeah. And because he's poison as well. Yeah. It's so set up. And then you end up and it's Shinjin, the, the dad. And he's like, behold, daughter, uh, you know. And he's, Wolverine's trying to look and gaze upon him, uh, America Witness his true nature his true self. Here is the thing to which you have given your heart. Answer me truthfully. Is he worthy of the price? She says, no. So that's just that. There's the death blow. Yeah. It breaks uh, you heart. know To Wolverine. Yeah. And I, I will tell you that this dad, you know, Shinjin, he seems like an older fellow, right? At that one point, he leaps up like 70 oh, feet in the air. Superman. He, he's pretty kick butt. Uh, but yeah, there's. Wolverine just upset and he gets dumped. He gets dumped in an alley and, and he ends up waking up just in time for, you know, Oh man, you know, what's going on? Yeah, these guys are like, Hey, we don't want to. It. And it's one of those. Cause Wolverine's like, we don't want any trouble. Well, we do because you, you foreigners coming and messing up our country. They're, they're just going to go to town on him. And then all of a sudden they just all get slaughtered. And that's where you see, somebody at the end that is a woman that says you're mine Wolverine and now and forever. And like I said, that that is, uh, y- Yukio who ends up coming to get him, And then that continues on yeah, where she she's uses be a him, huge but part
1: of the series. yeah. And then forward. she gets
0: a huge deal and then becomes, you know, pretty much one of his, uh, main ladies. But, uh, yeah. And she hates America. She, there's all these things going in as we go on, but yeah, it's, it's very quick. I like the art a lot. I think it's really good. I like how it plays out. Uh, And and I think that what you get in this first issue, because this is the first issue of any solo thing from Wolverine. So going in, if you knew him, you don't really need the background, but you still get some. I mean, even as he's going and he's fighting the bear. He mentions, you know, the Adamanium. He mentions, oh, I have a skeletal deal that nobody can. And then going in, you get the idea he spent a lot of time in Japan. He has his love of his life there. Was, you get a lot of stuff here to go forward. I thought it was really well done. Uh,
1: what would you give it? I'm going to give it a 9.5. This is one of my favorite. I'm giving it a 9. Yeah, yeah my favorite I, miniseries, one of my favorite series to kind of, you know, the one of the reasons I really kind of latch on to Wolverine and like him. Um yeah. uh, the art I like the Captain America art a little better than the art in this issue but it's still I mean it yeah, works I for like the, period the Captain... of time it is and especially the the, thing, the Captain setting, America I think it art
0: works. Yeah I think it does too the the um the thing with Jim Steranko's art in the Captain America it's a little more detailed the backgrounds but it's also a cleaner art and I I really like that uh but this fits the story it really does uh there's not a ton of backgrounds but they use the idea of them being indoors in this Japanese deal and they use the lack of, the backgrounds at points to be able to put the narration in there without blocks, things like that, which I thought was good during the fight where you end up having, you know, Wolverine talking about what is happening and how it's going down and things like that. I thought was pretty cool, but yeah, yeah I, I, I think really uh, like. this
1: issue kind of has the perfect balance. Like some of these earlier issues, kind of early eighties issues might be very heavy on narration. And, you know, yeah. I think this has a good balance between yeah, the I agree. narration and the dialogue boxes. Yeah, I agree. The story. I, I
0: think it's good. And uh, just the way that he plays with some tropes here and goes. I mean, the minute that you go and Wolverine shows up in America, it has a black eye and a, a big yeah. foot. You're like, oh, my, he's uh-huh. going to be pissed. There's, there's <laughs> going to be, tr- you know, right away somebody is getting in big trouble here. Uh, so I did like that. But that's that. That is uh, part one of our, you know, back issue type deal here with some classic stories to go through for the podcast i hope that everybody enjoys it we're going to go through these and then when we get through these and these are all available in the app as well if Mm -hmm. you have the marvel unlimited app and then when we get through these we'll pick some more and just go down the line and for the most part most of the things this is a four issue the captain america is a three and some of the others are all three so we'll just Pick as we end and then you'll get To pick your next one and things like that And we'll just go until we get the new books uh, Down the line yeah. I hear conflicting Varying things news, About how you know, it's yeah, the, all over the, the news place. I heard I it might be like August knows. Like craziness so yeah. we'll see How it goes but we'll just keep doing Things and then I'll also be Keep catching up on the X-Men Books in the meantime as well So thanks everybody And we'll talk to you later Later